When I'm not podcasting, I think about virtual flirting and cheating. Well, I don't think about cheating because I haven't done that. It's been cheated on. <laughs> you know, just things like that, huh? Virtual flirting and cheating are at an all-time high. What happens next? Inside Hook talks about digital. Let's be dating has long since gone digital. Apps, DMs, sexting. Well, the advent of isolation and quarantine has come a new definition of what it means to be in a long-distance relationship. The author has cycled through a few digital crushes since quarantine started. Sext and FaceTime sex with men, women, with men close by and in other states, signing into DMs and having my DMs slid into. It's not the first time I've sourced men from the internet or managed distance with modern technology, but doing so with everything going on lends some new challenges. Finding love and sex amid a global pandemic brings about a sort of abandon. People are engaging in virtual sex in ways and with people hmm, they wouldn't normally consider. One friend even posited that the poss- impossibility of it all is part of the elixir. The stakes are low and the world is on fire. So the typical half logic that usually threads our romantic decisions seem arbitrary and unnecessary. A man of the same state as me is in many ways as unattainable as one living across the ocean in Europe. But this also means a man thousands of miles away is also technically as attainable as one close by. If you can't safely fuck someone living two towns over, really everyone is long distance, which in a way makes the options and possibilities endless. This is ridiculous. I I get it. You know, people are so damn scared on COVID. That's what we're hoping for vaccine that will get people back to normal. Because right now, what's going to take longer is not getting the vaccine out to people to make them feel at ease. It's getting people to quell themselves from the fear and the traumatization that the immediate establishment has put onto people. Because remember, what the media, what your government officials, all these people that wanted to instill fear on you, they're going to continue to scare you like a fucking horror movie for as long as they can. Look at Chicago. Look at San Francisco. Lockdowns, lockdowns, lockdowns. New York, lockdowns, lockdowns, lockdowns. No wonder people don't want to date. As far as I'm concerned, I haven't thought about dating at all or anything like that or any debauchery, really, in that sense, because I don't want to be... I don't don't get turned on to people wearing masks. If I can't see a girl's pretty face, then I just can't get into it. I'm not one of those people that just look at body parts and get turned on. It's just not me. I have to have a face that goes with the body or else I don't think the girl's real. I might think she's a guy for all I know. She talks about the nagging reality. How long can we keep this up? When the subject arose of seeing each other post-COVID, we agreed that we both wanted to, but it didn't take long for us to run out of things to say to each other. This is, of course, not unique to a quarantine world. Most relationships wear out their welcome, whether we nurture them through a pandemic or just a series of ultimately unfulfilling dates. It's more that while COVID-19 has brought a certain liberty to dating, those same conditions can be overbearing. They challenge us to come up with newer and more novel ways to keep the flame alive. All I could do, again, where is she coming from with this? Okay, how many different sexts can you send? How many different ways can you film yourself masturbating for a long-distance lover? But there's more than just the mechanics of a relationship. Again, to go through this, 
I have talked about this since the pandemic started. So for nine months here, I have talked about all the bullshit of seeing people in bubbles talking to each other or sending messages or flowers and roses of bullshit from rooftop to rooftop. All this bullshit of dating. Yeah. If you want to go ahead and just be cyber for a while, which, you know, fine. But again, this just can't be real life. And people just can just say, listen, you want to just get, you know, talk to somebody long distance. What a better time to do it. And sure, pen pal yourselves. Have at it. Make yourselves feel some kind of thrill or excitement or a rush or an orgasm or whatever you want to your heart's content. Now, this writer says, in a non-COVID word, I'm typically pretty quick to sex. If I'm attracted to someone and they can make me laugh, I'll put out on the first date gladly. But for the time being, physical intimacy is an impossibility in many cases. Nice to see this author is not prudish. She's kind of slutty. I kind of like it. Physical intimacy is an impossibility in many cases. That's been frustrating. Really, really frustrating. In the hierarchy of things that make the heart grow fonder, sex ranks well ahead of distance. But its absence and also brought clarity to the digital dating experiences I've had a lot quicker than usual. It's also created some unsavory or downright absurd experiences. I'm looking at a picture of Caroline Riley who wrote this story. Yeah, she's cute. I like she's She's pretty. Kind of reminds me of somebody, but I can't think of who. Either which way, getting back to the story. I'm not going to talk about her downright absurd experiences. We'll just leave those alone. Moving forward, it would be hard to say with a certainty whether these situations would be panned out differently if we were not in the middle of a global pandemic. I've talked to some folks specifically about COVID-19 and infidelity, and what I found was not altogether surprising. Men are still cheating more than women, and people who were cheating before COVID are still cheaters during quarantine. Cheaters at large are struggling to maintain virtual affairs under the watchful and now perpetual presence of their partners. Is it really cheating when you're virtual? Well, there's no real penetration in between. Well, I mean, obviously some people feel that way. And the thing is also when you have that person living with you, I mean, here's the thing. If you have boyfriend, girlfriend, you're not living together and you have COVID be a problem with you, then you're taking a break. Basically, if you're going to let COVID just control you, you don't want to get there with a mask, let alone you want to have sex. Because you're afraid either one of you might be infected and might infect each other, right? I'm glad I'm not one of these people that go into campsites and I go into like IRLs and go to Twitter accounts and start talking to people to sext with. Sext. Sexting. What a yeah, I just not got into it. I'm much better with my voice and using words. And again, you know, it's just <laughs> I just don't like it. It's just stupid anyways. The story finishes and says, it's of course foolish to talk about these phenomena in absolutes. The COVID-19 and the ensuing quarantine have taught many of us that our relationships are more tenuous than we really realize. For others, the trials have strengthened their relationships and made them grateful for the person they have made they have in their life. The only thing we can say for sure, because we're not sure, no, is that the traditional means, i.e. in-person ones of courting and fucking and cheating and falling in love have been rendered moot. And their place more fraught, but perhaps more enlightened dynamics have risen. No, we've gone all virtual. Let's get out of this quarantine. Get out of this whole stay-at-home kind of thing. Let's get back to courting and fucking and cheating and falling in love. Sooner than later. I would just want to add that. 
and I'll talk to you next time.